what's up y'all we are back it's been almost 24 hours since the race it's not a typical episode i'm going solo again long day for the team we flew to vegas but we had f1 racing and i will say this is one of the best f1 races we've had all year um so yeah let's start off with the front of the pack i thought max drove well but charles drove even better um Yet again, as I've mentioned all year, there's a clear pace difference between Charles and Carlos. And I don't know if that has to do with Carlos's engine, because we do know that Max was swapped onto the new engine. Sorry, Charles was swapped onto the new engine a couple races back that had the issue. I think it was in Barcelona. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Barcelona. He had the new engine. And then, um, yeah, we don't know if Carlos is on that engine. Obviously, he will be after this race, but... Um, Charles has just looked faster and I was completely wrong because I said that Red Bull had the fastest car on the track. They may have the fastest car on the track, but their tire deck was so high. It felt like they constantly had to pit and then they would lose pace. So Charles would catch up, make up pace after Max, um, kind of got the outlap and then he would pass him after he pitted. So it felt like Red Bull's just on being hunted the whole time. And it's kind of interesting to feel like Red Bull's being hunted because typically they're the huntee on, on Ferrari. So that was interesting to see. I thought there was some overtaking between the two. Um, really only from Charles, to be honest with you. But it was a fun duel between the two. It didn't really feel fair just because Charles had the way better, um, I guess you want to say, engine, car. But... I know yesterday was interesting because Charles said that, not yesterday, but on the sprint day, he said, well, we're, we have a quick car, so we'll figure it out. Sorry, that was qualifying. That's my bad. It was qualifying. And you didn't really get to see during the sprint race, but, you know, you heard Max say, um, you know, they have their pace is similar to ours, so we'll see what happens. Now, when you look at the sprint, it didn't look close, and I don't know why that is, um, because today they looked a lot faster. And 24 laps was a sprint race, but you can see Charles make up quite a bit of time in 10 laps today. So very interesting to see the difference. And then we can start with Carlos. So obviously I just mentioned that I don't feel Carlos has been on Charles level and I've been saying that all year. Um, I feel bad for Carlos at some point, like he won his first GP. Like I said, I wasn't that impressed by the first win on the Grand um, his last Grand Prix at Silverstone, but you know, he still did it. But when you kind of break it down is he just did not look on their pace. And then obviously he was on his way to a podium finish. He was probably going to catch Max, finish one, two Ferrari, collect a lot of points. Um, and his car just went on fire, his engine reliability. And you got to ask the question is why is Ferrari's engines not reliable whatsoever? That's going to be a recurring theme this year. And it, that may be the reason they don't win a driver's or constructor's championship. Now, that being said, they're only about 50 points away. I don't have the exact numbers, but it's still a fight. Um, obviously, feel for Checo going down the list. Checo gets in an accident with George, which was George's fault. I think that a um, little tough. I think it was only about 60-40 play, but obviously it was Checo's racing line. And, you know, he had the side pod issue, so he'd get no down force. I mean, listen, when you have a whole side pod open, you're you're going to have issues, right? It didn't feel safe, so... Feel bad for Checo. I think he was going to finish second, like I said. But 
whole different game. Obviously, Max was fighting two Ferraris rather than Checo being in the battle. But it was very interesting to kind of understand the constructors' dynamics because you had Mercedes make up a lot of points. And Mercedes doesn't really have a chance. I think they're 100-plus points down. Like, I don't think you really have a chance, especially with three title contenders in the fight. Mercedes wasn't really even in the fight today when you kind of break it down because they're 41 seconds behind. So we had 70 laps. What is that? Call it six tenths a lap. That's a lot of that's a lot of pace, right? Um, and I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Obviously, Lewis was being overtaken, had to overtake a bunch of cars. So that has to do with the gap. Um, I didn't really get a chance to dive in because we were traveling today. If the true pace when he was in clear air matchup with the other guys, but um, yeah, it, it 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 was great for Mercedes to make up some points. I know Red Bull made up a little bit of points over on the weekend. I think it's pretty close, but it's kind of tough with a sprint because Max got the fastest lap and won the sprint by one extra point. So Charles really only gained five points on Max this weekend because of the fastest lap because of the sprint. So it kind of feels like a wash, but you do make a little bit of a dent and you got to continue pushing. Um, like I said earlier, Charles drove a great race. In terms of the Mercedes boys, um, obviously, George Russell had the incident with Checo. That was interesting in itself because, you know, George is known for being an aggressive driver, which, you know, I think he's applauded for. And obviously, it was his fault, whether it was 60-40 or 70-30, whichever one you want to call it, it was his fault. But he made his way up to fourth. It would have been fifth if Carlos didn't DNF. But at the end of the day, he is Mr. Consistency. When he's finished a race... He has literally finished in the top five every single time. When does that streak end? Who knows? But when he finishes a race, he is number five or higher. And you've got to give him all the credit in the world because he is doing better than Valtteri did. Not in terms of podiums or, you know, having a first or second place. But overall, he has more points than Valtteri up to this point in the season. And he's on pace to be Valtteri, not such a dominant car. So shout out to George. It's been great to see him watch kind of grow and develop in this Mercedes car. And, you know, Lewis was really positive today about the growth in the Mercedes car. So they feel like they're taking the steps in the right direction, which is great to hear. And I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying seeing the ride of George and Lewis kind of work together as a team. Now, what I will say is Lewis on podium talking about, or not on podium, but on record saying, you know, it was a little token of my appreciation getting a podium. Like, come on, Lewis. You weren't getting the podium if signs in DNF. Don't act like the podium was won off of pure skill. It was not done off of pure skill. You would have finished fourth. You still had a pretty good race. Not taking that away from you. But don't act like you would have had a podium if signs card engulfed in, in, in flames. So I'll leave that at that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't even mention, like, what is going on with Ferrari in terms of how much engines have they gone through? I think they both have penalties. So this might be their ninth or 10th engine. And we're not even counting their powered engines from Alfa Romeo and Haas. The Ferrari engines are different. So we'll have to keep monitoring that as the year goes on. But it was just interesting to see his car go in flames. And you see Carlos running away from his car while his car is going kind of rolling down the hill. So I'm only I'm surprised, I guess because it was on an um, on a road where you can kind of just pull off the track. As a virtual safety car, I thought it was going to be a full safety car. So next we had Ocon. I mean, we don't really talk about the Alpine guys too much. Solid race. I can't complain. Is what it is. Shout out to Ocon. 
Um, obviously, Alonzo had his little hiccups. His um, is what it is. Shout out to my boys at Haas. They have continued to impress on this track. Is there this, this tra- their track? I don't know. Have the Haas drivers found a new, I don't know, bravado, confidence? I think so. I, I think like we discussed on the pod earlier, like is Mick getting his first points to key to unlocking that confidence? As of right now, I'm going to say yes. Mick has looked extremely confident, looked good. He's competed well. He's had good duels. By the way, shout out to the midfield duels. There was that massive overtake where there's five cars in the, on a turret at once. I think it was Lando, both Haas's, an Alpine. I think two Alpines. Regardless, whatever it was, that was beautiful, man. Like, that, that, that's a lot of fun. And that's all I can say. It's like, that is what racing is all about. So, that was really cool to see. And I, I really hope everybody enjoyed this Grand Prix as much as I did. But, yeah, I mean, Mikas looks confident. He's looked strong in the last two races. And, you know what? He'll never live up to his dad's name because it's kind of impossible. I mean, if you can beat your dad's name, then he's literally the GOAT. So, if he becomes a GOAT one day, I'll eat my words. But, you know, not an, not an easy thing we're asking Mick to do, right? So... But he's looked good. He looks like he deserves a spot in F1. Um, in terms of Alfa Romeo, Bottas, obviously. <sighs> Bottas finished with some points, if I'm correct. I think he finished ninth or 10th. Let me just double-check that. Um, but he looked, he looked good. I mean, as good as you can in a, in a midfield card. He looked average. That's a better way. He looked average. I think Joe had some cool overtakes, but, you know, Alonso kind of got him. Alonso's a more experienced driver. Um what did, oh, Valtteri finished 11th. Ooh, that's sad. Um, but yeah, so I feel like Joe kind of had to overtake. He showed some good racing instinct, but, you know, Alonso's just better. More experienced, better car, so he couldn't do much. In terms of um, my boys at McLaren, I think it was a good race. I, uh, Alano made his way up a little bit in terms of, you know, he had some overtakes Started off a little bit slow. So shout out to Lando. He typically drives very solid. This is a track where he's scored a lot of podiums. Obviously, today wasn't a podium, but he looked good. And, you know, driver of the week, like I called, Danny Rick. Danny Rick came to play. I mean, he tends to only really drive decently on Sunday. So should we start calling him Mr. Sunday? Probably not. But he looked okay out there. And he scored two points. Lando scored six. Um, Alpine has continued to... Alpine's ahead now. They won by, oh, no, it's a tie. I think it's a tie. But that's going to be an interesting storyline. You're talking about millions of dollars between finishing fourth or fifth in the Constructors' Championship. So we'll continue to do that. I think something we need to highlight is, like, Alpha Tories continue to struggle. We don't think the car's up there. But is what it is. Sebastian got bumped a couple times. Lance looked pretty average. Um, but he did run long on some tires, which moved them up the standings. And I just really want to highlight Albon. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Albon. I've gone on record saying I didn't think Albon was great. Um, but he's he's done really well in this Williams car that's new. And I'll be interested to see what Latifi looks like in it when he gets a new upgrades. Because I know Albon only has upgrades right now. But kind of rewinding everything is even when the cars were the same, Albon was outperforming Latifi. So great to see Albon performing. Like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of him, but as he continues to build and build and build, I think he can eventually make his way to a midfield team. Maybe you see a Lando and Albon pairing in a couple years at McLaren. Who knows? But um, 
yeah, shout out to him. Um, Latifi, like I said, like DNF, it's just Latifi, right? So I don't know what to tell you guys, man. He tends to always DNF crash or just not be heard of. So yeah, that's my kind of diagnosis at, well, it's 1 a.m. here, Vegas time, 1.30. We were on Eastern time and we took our flight about 8 a.m. Eastern. So yeah, it tells you how long I've been up. It's 4 a.m. Eastern right now, 4.30. So hopefully you guys don't hold it against me too much. This is also recorded on the iPhone. We don't have the triple equipment, but for anybody that tapped in, I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time. I'm sure Kurt will kind of jump on and he'll talk about his thoughts of the race, but we have to get you an episode for the morning time. So we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.